Hey guys, what's up? It's Greg. It's been a couple of weeks since I posted on Flick City. My fault, my bad. I'm just going to do a very quick one-off for this feed and then going to get back to my reg- regularly scheduled post on Sunday for another episode of Flick City. Now, just wanted to get this out because A, this movie's currently out right now, okay? It's called Willy's Wonderland. It's out everywhere on demand, so you can check it out. It stars Nicolas Cage and Emily Tosta, and also a character actress I've loved for years, and I'm sure you've loved for years on end. Once you once you see her on screen, you'll know who she is. You might not know the name, but the name is Beth Grant. So once you see her on screen, you're going to say, oh, I've seen this person a million times before. So anyways, Willie's Wonderland, it centers on a drifter, played by Nicolas Cage, who his car breaks down in a remote town, and unfortunately, he doesn't have the cash to pay for his, oops, sorry for that little notification. He doesn't have the money to pay for the, to get his car fixed, okay? He has a flat, there's other things wrong, I think, with the car. So he he is basically, he, he has a deal with the, I guess, local official in this town. And that official tells the drifter, hey, you know what? If you clean Willie's Wonderland, it's a closed down little indoor amusement area. It's filled with all these mascots these animatronic mascots if if you clean this little this actually this big warehouse space filled with these weird creatures these animatronic creatures then this drifter will get his car back the next morning and he will pay off that debt so instead of paying money all he has to do is clean up the seemingly abandoned willie's wonderland unfortunately it's not abandoned those animatronic creatures are really creatures they come. They spring to life. I'm not going to tell you why they spring to life because that would be a spoiler regarding the actual plot line of Willy's Wonderland. But can the loner, played by Nicolas Cage, survive a night filled with these murderous creatures in Will in Willy's Wonderland? Emily Tosta is one of the youths who go in to try and save him. And to and ultimately, I'm not going to tell you if these results. Are disastrous or not. Emily Tosa, you might know her for her work on the FX slash Hulu series Mayans MC. I haven't seen that at all. I'm going to try to binge watch it before it hits Hulu on the 16th. It's I believe it's two seasons in. Third season comes out March 16th. I believe on FX first and then Hulu the next day. She was also in the Party of Five reboot and now she has sort of a co pretty much a co-headlining role with Cage in Willy's Wonderland because it's basically both of their stories. Her character played is named Liv and she has a backstory regarding her connection to the town. It's not a very nice, nice connection with the town. So very interesting movie. It's fun. It's directed by Kevin Lewis. I did a couple of things wrong with this interview with Tosta. First of all, when I recorded this on Zoom, my Wi-Fi connection was miserable and there's a bit of a, of a lag time on it. So this video, I mean, this audio that I'm going to have with Tosta is probably the, the purest form you're going to get of the interview. The entire, most of this interview is here on this actual feed, this podcast. If you are a member of our Cinematics Patreon and you are a fan of Willy's Wonderland, this weekend I'm going to include a clip, an audio version of Tosta talking about the end of the movie. So I'll do a special Willie's Wonderland spoiler rific ending kind of thing with her comments 
this weekend once you guys see the movie. Well, it's been out for almost a couple of weeks now. Some of, I'm sure some of you guys who listen to this feed have actually watched Willy's Wonderland. It's getting mixed reviews. My buddy Eric Holmes over at the Find Your Film podcast did not recommend this movie. Me coming into the movie with those ex- expectations, I was pleasantly surprised and it went overboard. I went overboard as far as like I, I had low expectations. I was expecting, oh, it might slightly be better than what Eric said, but I found myself going overboard and actually really enjoying this movie. Now, another reason why I enjoy this movie is sort of this, I like to say value added, but this extra layer of learning about Tosta's quote-unquote origin story before actually watching this movie. She was, when she was 12 or 13, I think when she was 12, she moved from the Dominican Republic to the States, okay, with her mother. I think they initially moved to Miami, and then she ultimately went to Los Angeles to continue her career as an actress. Okay, she's 22 now, and with those aforementioned credits, everyone thinks probably she's on her up. She's on her way to becoming a star, or at least, at the very least, having a really, really solid acting career. And you know, she's also she's also going to produce a another another film down the down the road. She's it's in pre production. It's her first producing credit, I believe. It's a short. All that stuff is really good. But once you learn that she moved, went to to the U.S. at twelve, had to learn a language. She had to learn English, and it's amazing. She. Her English now is at at 22 is better than me as I stumble through this podcast at at nearing 50. So credit to her. Secondly, um, she's also recently had a battle with ulcerative colitis and she was hospitalized. And in a recent podcast, she was talking about how it was a very, very traumatic experience for her. She said she almost died from that experience. She's better now. So all that stuff coupled with her seeing her play live fighting these animatronics and just sacrificing herself to to help a drifter played by Nicolas Cage you know all that kind of stuff all of those emotions mixed into my viewing experience of Willy's Wonderland all that said if you just watch this movie on a surface level and don't bring that baggage of knowing Tosta or be bringing the baggage of your love or your hate or your middle ground, whatever feeling you have about Nicolas Cage. Willie's Wonderland stands on its own as, to me, an engaging engaging entertainment experience. I loved watching the animatronic fights. And it was just a fun movie. So I, I had a fun, overall fun time watching Willie's Wonderland. If you are listening to this, don't hate me, Eric Holmes, for disagreeing with you. Disagreeing when it comes to movies is to me the fabric of life. I love hearing the yays and nays and whatevers and would love to hear what you guys actually think of Willie's Wonderland. Again, now everywhere on demand. Lastly, before I get to this interview with Emily Tosta, I woke up early this morning around 1.30 to check out, I think it's Raya. Yeah, Raya and the Last Dragon. I don't know if you pronounce it Raya or Raya. I'm going to say Raya and the Last Dragon, the Disney film that comes out this Friday. It comes out on Disney Plus, but you're not going to get it on Disney Plus unless you play, unless you pay $30 for the opportunity to watch it, okay, in that window. Just like how, how they did that with Mulan. Is it worth your $30? 100%. All due respect to Onward, Moana, 
Cocoa, Soul. Well, everything except Soul, I, those movies I really enjoyed. Soul, I gave a mixed reaction on Soul. I love The Good Dinosaur. But a lot of these movies I have to watch over and over again with my, my four-year-old niece, Claire. And I don't... It's a little bit of a... I, I love being with her and watch, seeing her enjoy it. But it is a task for me to actually watch them over and over again. High praise for... I, can't, I think it's Rhea and, and The Last Dragon. I apologize for mispronouncing the name. If I do, I'm going to go onto YouTube and, and, find, and actually pronounce it properly when I record Friday's show with Anderson Cowan. But um, this movie, Ryan and The Last Dragon, I've said it so many different times, is a classic. It is a total classic. I can watch this movie a hundred times and not get bored. And that's so funny because, it's not so funny, but there's... At the end of this interview, also, Emily Tosta talks about her love for the Shawshank Redemption, and she talks about how she can watch that. She's seen that movie 10 times, and she can watch that movie over and over again and be cool with it. That is nine minutes of an intro that should have been maybe a couple of minutes. Hope A, hope you guys enjoy this interview, and B, you know, honestly, selfishly, most importantly, get back to me or Anderson via our Cinematics Facebook group or Anderson's email or our email or whatever socials that we have. Tell us what you think of Willie's Wonderland. Take care, guys. Have a great week. And one of these days when I pronounce, I'm going to say Raya and the Last Dragon. I would love to hear what you think of that movie as well. If it was worth ponying up that 30 bucks. Okay? So talk to you guys soon. And I was going to try to promote stuff, but my mind is a blank. I don't want to, I don't know what to promote. Oh, check out also Emily Tosta's Cartos International Foundation and her short film and all that stuff. Look look more look at her life, very interesting life, and also check out all these movies that I've been talking to you about and maybe bring a muzzle next time or some kind of cloth, mail it to me so I can actually put it over my, over my mouth and stop talking because right now, here's the good stuff. Here is the interview. Talk to you guys soon. Bye. Really, by the way, really enjoyed the film. Really loved it. Oh, awesome. That makes me so happy. <laughs> you know, so I guess we're gonna, without any spoilers, we're, we're going to talk about spoilers just for our Patreon later in the interview. But first off, I want to ask, I'm a huge, I'm the hugest Nicolas Cage fan probably in the world. I've seen probably 95% of the move of his movies. Going into this project, were you a huge Nicolas Cage fan? And what was it like just being in the same space with him? But also, it's, it's kind of like a silent movie when you're working with him. Can you just talk about that element, which, which I thought was very fascinating regarding this movie, that silent movie element with him? Of course. Yeah, I thought that was a super interesting element with him as well. I mean, yes, to answer your question, I have been a huge Nicolas Cage fan since I was a little girl. I was born and raised in Dominican Republic, and I used to watch all of his movies and projects and with my family over there. And it was just always so much fun watching him on screen. And I always thought he was such a brilliant actor. So when I got the chance to work with him, I felt so honored and so blessed because this is somebody that I obviously watch and, and adore his work. And he's an Oscar winning actor. So to be able to lead a film with him, it was it was such an honor. It was so much fun. Speaking of fun, what is that? What is the set of Willy's Wonderland like? Because it's animatronic, what, just robots? It's just an animatronic feel to it. And you're spending a lot of the movie just battling them or, or escaping them. Or what was that whole atmosphere like for you? Was it kind of a rush? Because it's, you're not going to make a, it's going to be hard to make another movie kind of like this. 
Absolutely, which is one of the reasons why as soon as I got the script, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this because there's most likely I'm not going to get to do anything like this in my career. But yes, it was definitely a rush. I mean, the set designers did a wonderful job with all the sets and everything felt so realistic and there, there was that feel to it. So it made our jobs so much easier, but it was so much fun running away from them and the action sequences and all the fighting scenes and the stunts and overall it was it was an awesome experience for sure you know just right off the top i was just researching your stuff your body of work and on the on the outside looking in there people will say mine's a mayans mc or party of five reboot this film and they're saying wow what a successful actor just she's really on her way but then when you really get into your story you're learning english at the age of 12 or 13 your battle with ulcerative colitis in general in broad strokes where in the world do you get your strength from? Because I would like to sap that from you and use it for my own strength. Because <laughs> where is it? does it come from your mother? Because it's, it's like so many hurdles are in your way, but you seem to just really plow through them and then flourish in the meantime. Wow, that was beautiful. Well, first of all, thank you so much for that. Um, I mean, yes, my strength has definitely come from my mother. A lot of it, because she has always been like my best friend and we moved to this country together to pursue my dream as an actress and we both came out here with like no legal status to work obviously Spanish was our language and we've we've definitely been through a lot of hurdles and a lot of battles but at the end of the day I mean it's it's an amazing thing that I get to do what I love and and I get to help my family now and I get to do all these things and and do my, our charity work because my mom and I have a foundation together that helps the people of Venezuela and we get to have all of these resources to be able to do what we love and it's such a big blessing but it definitely it's crazy because it's true what you say sometimes people say like oh like um this happened overnight and stuff and I was just like no it definitely didn't I've been working so hard since I was a little girl in my country and then also moving out here but at the end of the day the journey has been so pleasant and it's definitely made me the person and the actress that I am today so I'm, I'm grateful to every single thing that has happened even the bad things yeah you know I, I, for, for years I was a loyalist to Sons of Anarchy and you know I'm just wondering eventually when it when it comes out on Hulu in about a week and a half I think March 16th I'm gonna give I'm gonna binge yeah. watch okay mine's a MC and did you find that over the last two three years that it's had that same kind of family, like a really big family, not just the cast and crew, but just the followers from Sons of Anarchy and now Mayans. Is that one of the best parts of what you do? You learn from the ensemble and you also get this big family of people who really love the show. Absolutely. Well, yeah, first of all, the cast and crew, I mean, that alone, we're like a big family on set. And it's it's always so much fun working with everybody. And that makes what you do so much more pleasant when you're able to work with people that you get along with and people that you love and people that have been there for you throughout all these years throughout the seasons. But as well, the audience, oh my gosh, I am like constantly blown away by the support from the audience every single day. I mean, ever since we announced that season three was coming out, it's like everybody has been so excited and looking forward to it. And we get so many messages of people saying we can't wait to watch the show and finally it's coming back and that support and that love means the world to us because obviously we make this for them like we make this for you guys for the audience for the people that are watching it that's the reason why we do what we do and it makes me feel so happy and so honored that we get to have this family of people that watch our show so religiously and they're such big supporters and they love our work and that means the world to me yeah, you know, I, I also looked in your IMDb. My four-year-old niece, she always calls me Tito. 
and you have a producer's credit on this. It's it says pre-production. I'm just wondering how far along are you on that? And is that also another creative rush? The fact that you're also a producer and this is a short, I believe a short indie project. And that must mean a lot to you personally as well. Absolutely. I, this is such a beautiful story. I, and I can't wait to share more with you guys once like we obviously can, but yes, we are in the pre-production process. We are jumping into production very, very soon, which is going to be very exciting. I am leading the film as well as having a producer credit on the first producer credit, which I take that very, very proudly because I have always wanted to produce projects, especially because as a Latina actress, I have always wanted to bring more inclusion onto TV and film and being able to be a producer and obviously being behind um, in more of the creative side of things allows me to do that. And I think that's such a blessing that I am only 22 and I feel like there's so many things that I want to do in life and I'm just excited to like jump at all of them. So yeah, I'm, I'm really honored to be able to have my first producing credit. And very quickly, the the charity um, or the foundation that you've you've launched with your mother, um, working with her side by side. What was the impetus for that, uh, and what are your goals moving forward? So my mom is Venezuelan, so all of our family from her side is in Venezuela. And I don't know if you know what's going on over there, but it's a terrible, terrible social and political crisis. I mean, people are dying; hundreds of people are dying every single day. And they have such a big lack of normal, regular, basic resources that like they don't even have access to like water, food, medicine, clothing, and all of these things. And it's so heartbreaking what's happening over there. So my mom and I wanted to create this charity called Cartos International in order for us to help them. And we do these monthly food banks that we host over there. And we work with a shipping center over here called Olarte, and they allow us to bring food and medicine and clothing over there. So we host these events every single month. And it's amazing what we've been able to do. I mean, overall, we've been able to feed over like 40,000 people throughout the years. And it's just, it's been such a blessing. And we have the support of so many people, even my castmates from Mayans. I mean, they, they've donated so much. And they're, I just picked up like a bag of clothes from Emilio's house. And like, everybody's just so wonderful and kind. And and it's amazing that we're all able to do this together. Well, that's, that's amazing. My final question to you is, and this is a hard and impossible question, but right off the top of your head, can you name one of your all-time favorite movies and what is it about this specific film that even sp- that speaks to you even to this day? Oh my gosh, that is such a difficult question because I feel like there's so many films like throughout the years that I've watched and I've adored. But um, I will say, honestly, this might be like a weird answer, but Shawshank Redemption to me is just such a brilliant film. And I I just feel like acting in that, I mean, the writing and the plot line, there's just so much about the movie that I adore. I could watch that movie over 10, I've already watched it over 10 times. I could watch it even 10 times more and be okay with it. And that's when you know that I really love a film when I can just watch it countless times and not mind it. And my, my final, final question for our Patreon listeners, what happens to your character at the end of Willy's Wonderland? There's, there's the donuts with that Camaro. You guys are riding off into the sunset. Where would you like to see these, these I guess, two partners in crime go? And was, did you, how much did you love that ending? Which I, and it, it could be, you know, you, it could be of some, some kind of sequel because Sarah still kind of lives through the process, that animatronic. So. Yeah, it was, it was awesome because we actually shot that scene 
the first day of production. So that ending scene was the first scene that Nicholas and I ever shot together. And it was so crazy because it's like, okay, you have all of this that we just went through throughout the film. And then you have that final moment of us just kind of like riding into the sunset and being like, we really did this together. And that was the first scene we ever filmed. So we had to really put ourselves into that mindset and to be able to think about everything that we just went through so we could achieve what we wanted to do in that scene. But I mean, who knows? Maybe we can have some adventures. We can live in the janitor for a future. So I'm leaving that open to the writers and the producers. We'll see. <laughs> Emily, thank you so much for your time. Really love the film and uh, hope to talk to you down the road. Of course. Thank you so much. It was nice right. seeing you. Take care. All right.